All right, all right. Welcome back to Are You Entertained? I'm Trey Alessio, the Don of Entertainment, alongside the homie, Brandon Ogden. What it do? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, we're all going through some crazy, crazy times right now with the coronavirus, while some of our topics are related to COVID-19, the pandemic. We also want to step back, talk, maybe even laugh about some of the things we're passionate about, music, movies, TV, and sports. We urge all of our listeners to abide by the health guidelines, stay safe, keep a positive attitude. Thank you in advance for carving out some time to spend with us. Uh, we hope to make you smile and maybe take your mind off all the craziness in these trying times. We have a lot to get to today. Um, also, we're going to... Uh, I. I I kind of want to do I so with the Scrubs podcast, we tried some different like kind of fun segments. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to kind of like get back to we used to do uh, what was it um, draft dogs? Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to do that specifically, but I thought like it might be fun like every podcast to do just kind of a, like a fun type segment. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're gonna try that out today. We have a fun one coming, so stay tuned for that. Um, let's get right into it. As always, we start off with our shoot the shit segment. Any movies, TV shows we've seen, albums or songs we've heard, funny stories we'd like to tell since the last podcast. I will give the floor to Brandon Ogden. I'm trying to. What do you got? I'm trying to think if I've like seen. I oh, I saw. I, um, we watched Richard Jewell. Okay, I hadn't seen Was that, that good? yet. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. The ending like just happens so quickly. Okay. Where like it's climaxes and then it's like a couple scenes and then it feels like it's over. Like it okay. was kind of weird that way. So it wasn't an like was it worthy? No. Uh, it wasn't worthy no. of an Oscar? No. Okay. I don't think so. And then I guess um, I, f- I was listening to reading something and I guess there's just a bunch of like factual like inaccuracies in oh, that really? movie. Like quite a few um what would you have given ones is it like is it is it a good movie or is yeah, it no, mi- is solid. it mid it's solid okay. it's similar to like a way back type, okay. type score right i guess right. I, w- I would say but okay yeah other than that um i don't know if there's any like real new stuff that we're not going to be kind of discussing Covering, yeah um okay in detail Fair enough. I've been on the TV front. I've been watching a lot. Um, obviously, with the times, there is one kind of movie. It, it was on Hulu that I watched. It's that Pete Davidson one I told you about. Oh yeah, I need uh, to watch it, dro- that. it actually dropped early, so it was supposed to come out. I don't know, like I guess maybe I just thought week. of two more. By the way, but keep going. Okay, yeah. So I watched uh, Big Time Adolescence with Pete Davidson. Um, I actually tweeted about it, and John Cryer, he's in it too. He he retweeted me. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Um, it's a fun movie. It's a, it's a kind of a coming of age comedy. Um, I think this is kind of Pete Davidson's big moment, like on the movie front, like everyone knows him as a funny comedian, the SNL guy. But, uh, I think with this movie, he proved that he can do it. It, It's, it's no like Oscar movie by any stretch. I don't think it might be. I, yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe because it's the only thing uh, (laughs) out there right now. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a good movie. It's worth a, a watch, you know, while you're staying at home. So, yeah. Hulu reminded me. I watched. Um, I didn't watch. All, I started it last night. I watched most of Vice. Okay. Because I had still hadn't seen it. The movie, oh, the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I feel like that is one you'd like. Oh yeah. No? yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I haven't finished it okay. yet, but um, getting there. Very, very stylistic. Good. Oh yeah, it's very Adam McKay. Right. Um, and then, I love that though. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
And then I watched the Hillary. Um, right, you were saying that. Is that good? Yeah, it was really good. It's like four. Oh, it's a series. Episodes, I think. Okay. Um, and they kind of go through everything. It was. It's pretty fascinating. Hmm. You learn a lot about. Uh, I'll put that one on the on the queue. Yeah. So cool. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Another uh, Hulu kind of FX show. Dave, I know I told you about this, mm. bro. I'm telling you, it's fucking hilarious. There was the. Uh, the fourth episode premiered last night, and I might have fallen asleep. I don't really remember. Yeah, how it good ended. show, but the third episode seriously had me crying. Like I swear, it it's so like it's so funny. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's about his life, but there's just so many different things that are so funny. But so I I recommend that. Um, another show that you I would recommend watching. There's only been one episode so far, but it's called The Plot Against America. It's on HBO. It's, okay, yeah, it's, it's, I've seen some like commercials and stuff right. for this. So it's like an alternative yeah. historical if drama. Roosevelt didn't win. Is that what? Yeah. It is? So it's basically um, Charles Lindbergh, and yeah. F- did he actually run back then? I would assume so. I would assume yeah. so too. So I think because I think the premise is like if FDR if, didn't if he win. won, yeah, yeah Lindbergh. So um, I basically it's in the time of Nazi Germany, but it's focused in America okay. and. In the first episode, Charles Lindbergh hasn't won, but I, it, all signs are pointing to that yeah. happening. Um, and basically, I think Lindbergh's going to rise up and become uh, pseudo-Hitler, if you will, yeah. and shit on Jews. And um, not not to get political here, but there are a little bit of uh, similarities <laughs> to these times today. Um, it, it's, it, it seems like it's going to be really compelling, yeah. so I feel like that's okay. a So that premiered last really night? Like. Uh, premiered Sunday. Okay. And I'll, that, I'll uh, as it. well with Westworld. Westworld yeah, was fascinating. It? I've always through and through been a Westworld yeah. fan. Some people hated season two. Um, it's definitely a mindfuck, 100%. How's Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> I liked him. Uh, he was kind of funny. I mean, he yeah. was, I mean, I'm not, I won't spoil it because I, are, are you a Westworld guy? No. no. Okay. Um, yeah. He, he was good. Okay. I mean, it's taking a complete turn with season three. Um, season two, the end of it was so fucking cynical. And this one kind of feels more like empowering toward robots. No, uh, it, it's it, it's going to be good. And then uh, The Outsider finished. Did you finish that one? I've kind of fallen off. Yeah, it plateaued, I'll be honest. Like the yeah. ending, it's okay. I I think I watched like the first five episodes maybe. Yeah. And then I've kind of given up. It was like... It's good, but I just don't see how they're going to keep this going yeah. for multiple seasons. And they definitely leave with a cliffhanger like, I know where they're going with season two, but yeah. it's just like, eh. Do it feels like it? it's going to be season one just with a different person, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, so that'll be interesting. The other news on the music front, I guess, Kendrick, we're not going to really like dive into it details, uh, but Kendrick Lamar released, so with the... The day this happened, did you see this? He tweeted out like yeah. some ambiguous like video in this link. Um, it's called PG Lang. At first, I, I think everyone thought when he tweeted it, it was like a new album or new music. But uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. But um, it's it's I don't even really know. It's like a platform for creators. Uh, when you go to the website, it says it's not a record label. It's not a a production company. It's uh, just a platform for creators, podcasters, um, 
filmmakers, songwriters, like content creators. Basically. Right. So, and that's really all it said. Like, so, you know, PG Lang, if you want to pick up uh, Are You Entertained, you know, we are available. Let's get this bread. But uh, anything Kendrick does is fucking sweet. The video, I don't know if you went to the actual website and watched the full video. Really cool. Like, I don't really know what the hell it's about, but <laughs> it's, just, it's just cool visuals. So check that out. And then um, another album we're not going to go heavy into, but I really, really enjoyed Janae Akio, uh Chilumbo. Really, really enjoyed this album. Uh, shout out to the women out there. It felt very, uh, felt like a woman empowerment type song um, album. Also, kind of a mental health recuperation type uh, album. Really, really good. So I highly recommend that. Uh, so that's is that it for you on the shoot the shit? Yeah, I'm ready to get. I'm ready. Yeah. To go. Well, let's get this bread. So we're gonna kick it off with our fun segment so like i said um i think moving forward we want to and it's not going to be this specifically every um or this format specifically every podcast but we're going to try and uh do kind of a fun segment but also loop it in with something relevant and uh, timely so this time uh mcmillions the mcdonald's monopoly scam documentary just finished on hbo there's also word that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are going to do a movie about this whole ordeal. So we thought it would be fun to take the people from the McMillions documentary on HBO. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. And uh, we're going to cast them with Hollywood actors and actresses. Um, so it'll it'll be fun. First of all, before we get into that, I want to know what you thought of the actual documentary. It was fascinating. Right. It, it was, was awesome. absolutely fascinating. There's so many elements. You got McDonald's. You got the mafia. Yeah. You got like white collar crime. You got just everyday FBI, working, working yeah. people. You got FBI. Um, there's just so many, a tangled web we weave. There's just so much going on. And it was just fascinating. It, it took so many different turns. I was very compelled. Yeah. Um, if you were to pick, like one, what's your biggest like takeaway from it? I guess. Ooh, I know it's kind of it's kind of hard. I guess with a documentary, but yeah. Um, I just for me, it's like, like it's so minuscule. Like who who the hell thought like, mono uh, McDonald's yeah. Monopoly game? Let's fix the fix yeah. this and like screw people. It, it's, it's just probably like, more crazy. like my takeaway would probably be like, how much like other random shit is being like true like fraudulent basically <laughs> right and like there's just no idea like anybody right. has no clue right and i think another thing uh a, a big takeaway is the uncle jerry just the the fact that one person's actions cause yeah. an uproar in so many other people's lives like so many the simon marketing all those yeah. people who really knew nothing about the whole um event they lost their jobs the people um, who actually printed the the pieces? They didn't really have any no have any knowledge of it. They got fucked. Just the actions of one person screw a lot of people, yeah. and it's just too bad. But uh, so on a more fun note, we're gonna get <laughs> to our uh, actual segment. So um, how do we want to? Should we go like each? Like should we go like the character, if you will, and then say we who, each do our, each do yeah. ours. Okay, so we'll just should we go from the bottom up, or how do you? All right, let's just go top to bottom. Let's go top. I to think bottom. my better ones are actually towards the bottom. 
Okay. I'll be honest with you. I think I constructed the best movie yeah. cast in history. Let me just say this history. now is I, I kind of, after I did this, I was like, oh, shit. I casted them like what they look like more so in the documentary okay. than what like the movie would actually portray. Yeah. I tried to kind of so do like, both. I tried to do like one I tried to do list. I tried to kind of blend it like who would give a good performance and kind of if they could look like them. Yeah. Uh, um, see, I went a lot off of looks. Okay, that's fair. Also, I took into account Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are more than likely going to be in the movie. Did you account for that? I did not. Okay, so they're not in they're your producers. cast. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, also, I, I I don't know if we want to discuss, but. I just kind of laid out like a list of the the people from the documentary. More than likely in a movie, they're going to dwindle it down to a little like less yeah. characters because it, they can go so many different ways with this. If it's going to be more mafia related, they'll have more on that. If it'll be more about the working class people, we'll probably get more on that. Um, or the investigation itself. Right, or maybe yeah. it'll be more so about the FBI. They could go so many different ways with the actual yeah. movie, but I think the movie is going to f- hone in on one aspect and have yeah. it pieced together with the other characters. So that being said, we kind of just listed everybody, and I didn't uh, account for budgetary reasons, so I got some p- pretty big names <laughs> throughout, so this will be fun. All right, we're going to start with uh, – who I presume as the main character, yeah. and that's Uncle Jerry Jacobson, the guy who is behind the whole scam. Uh, do you want me to kick it off? Yeah. So like I said, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are um, ex- producing it. They haven't officially said if they're going to be in it or not. I just assumed that they were going to be in it, and if that's the case, uh, this is going to be the main character. So I threw uh, Matt, Damon Matt Damon for this guy. All right. Now, you have to look at this picture okay. <laughs> and tell me that I'm not 100% accurate okay. about this. I went with Danny McBride. <laughs> okay. Young Uncle Jerry looks like Danny McBride. That's fair with the little afro going, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and okay. Kind of chubby. Yeah. You think Danny McBride could uh, get that role, Just make though? him be serious. We okay. have nothing. We don't know anything. Like We don't know how he sounds or anything. Just yeah, make he him didn't somewhat talk. serious, yeah, right. and, and, and we're good. Okay, so you want you want uh, Danny McBride to flex his acting muscles and I do be get a little dramatic Uncle role. Jerry. On him. Okay, I respect that. Um, all right, so Jerry Colombo, our first mafioso. Yeah, um, I'm I gonna would, be honest. I did. I couldn't. I had nothing. I for think this, this one. is pretty good, honestly. Um, I picked Dominic Lombardozzi. He is in Entourage. He is in the Irishman. He's the uh, big is he dude the with Forcer in the Entourage. He wears like the. Uh, he goes to jail kinkles. and he's related to Turtle in Entourage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look with him the, up. I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about. He wears a fat That's suit a one. in the Irishman. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, okay, you put him in the fat suit. I think he could rock yeah. that role. Um, also, if they do go more of the mafia route for the movie, I feel like. This could be like his big role. I feel like he always has kind of the supporting yeah, roles. Piece, yeah. Right. And so this could be his time to shine. Who do you have for this? I didn't have one for You him. didn't have I, that was, you, you get, There's okay. two that I could not come up with anybody. Okay. That was a good one. Um, is the next one on our list Robin Colombo? Yeah. Okay. So Robin Colombo, she has to be crazy. I'm yeah. thinking like, a, like this isn't who I picked, but I'm thinking 
the same type of acting role as like Sharon Stone from Casino. Like I want that okay. type of crazy. I think that's how she was. She seemed like a fucking psycho. Um, I picked Jennifer Lawrence and give her okay. maybe uh, dyed hair a little so bit. So you did it right because you went younger. I, again, cast it off the documentary, which was a mistake. <laughs> Mine was, picture this one. Okay. Sharon Osbourne. Tell me if she grew her hair yeah, out, she no, would look just I, like I, I Robin Columba. I definitely see that from the documentary <laughs> for sure. That's funny. I could just, <laughs> Danny McBride and, and Sharon, Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne leading this movie. We got a movie. That's fucking hilarious. We get better. We get better. Okay, we get better. I, I respect that. So uh, the next one is, do we have Frank Columbo? The, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is, uh, this is Jerry's brother. Um, I picked Jesse Plemons. From Black Mass and The Irishman, and I think he was, uh, he might have been like a Disney kid back in the day. Are you pulling him up to to no, see what he looks yeah, like? Do you know, know who that I, is? I know who he is. Okay. Do you like that pick? Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Okay. I went with uh, Michael Chiklis, so he was in The Shield. Oh yeah, in the that's day. good. That that actually is like look wise, that's yeah, pretty spot. He's on. a little he's a little older, but right. Okay, yep. I like that pick. Um, this one was hard. This Devereaux. one was this one was hard. So, uh, what's how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, Mark Devereaux. Devereaux. So he is like the the lead attorney, the attorney, if general. you will, yeah, right? So attorney. he's yeah. he's trying to get. He's uh, the one. Uncle he's the Jared. lawyer for the case, basically. Right, right. He presents all of the arguments in court. Right. So he's for the side of the FBI. Yeah. Right. So okay. So I'm thinking to myself, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. They're going to be like the two yeah. lead characters. Affleck would be. I feel like Affleck would be him. Affleck would be a good choice. Um, again, I went older. Uh, I went Steve Martin. Okay. You, <laughs> you did go right off Steve looks. Martin. I yes. love it though. <laughs> Tell me. No, that wouldn't right. be fascinating. You're right. To see some of these people play actual serious roles. <laughs> right. And they'd look spot on. Right. Right. Exactly like them. That's funny. Okay. So the next one we have is Heather Colombo. This is. Um, Frank Colombo's wife, yes. who I I loved in the documentary. She didn't really have a big role, yeah. But her like little lines are oh, yeah. like she she knows about the mafia, but she's like she's she's I don't not know. a fan, right? She's not it's a just fan. funny. I think this is a pretty spot on one, if I do say so myself. I picked Julianne Nicholson. She is from The Outsider. Um, she is the wife of Terry, who is played by oh, yeah. um, what's his name? Your guy, Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yes, she's the wife of Jason Bateman in The Outsider. Okay, I think that's a pretty good pick. That's pretty. Good. That's pretty. I solid. think they kind of they kind of look they, they yeah. look a little. I went similar. with uh, Connie Britton. You're gonna have to show me a pick. I'm sorry. You don't, I don't know, know Connie Britton is. She was. I in, probably do uh, if I see her. Friday Night Lights. Okay. Uh, I have a Friday Night Lights. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a good pick. I have a Friday Night Lights uh, pick later down the mm-hmm. line too. Okay. Okay. Um, Glo- Glory, bro. This was the first I think one. This is spot on for me. Yeah. This is like the first one I thought of. Same. Like, okay. I'm I'm interested. In I bet we have the same. Okay. <laughs> Octavia Spencer. Yes. Yes. Hell yes. Octavia Spencer for Gloria Brown. We got one in agreement there. That's that's hilarious. Okay. So uh, this is the most compelling pick I think because okay. yep. this is my favorite person from the documentary and that's uh, Doug Matthews, the FBI, FBI agent. agent. Kind of flamboyant. Like he doesn't. He he seems like a funny guy. Um, I picked Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Okay. I was torn between two here. Okay. All right. Um, the one I didn't pick was Ryan Reynolds. Okay. 
The other I one, like that. the one I picked was Ryan Gosling. Okay, you're a big Ryan I'm a Gosling, Gosling guy. fan. You are. So I kind of cheated on this one a little bit. I'll be honest. So I read a headline and I clicked on the article, and it was about. Uh, I think it was Ben Affleck talking about the McMillions yeah. documentary, and I think someone asked him, or it might maybe it was the filmmaker. I don't know if it was Ben Affleck specifically. But someone asked them who would play Doug Matthews, and they said Mark Wahlberg. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to steal that. There you go. <laughs> I had to disclose of it. So. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so our next one is uh, Chris Graham. This is uh, another FBI yeah, guy, I believe, yeah. right? Okay. He's a, yeah. <clears throat> I picked uh, Kyle Chandler. He's also oh, from yeah. Friday Night Lights. He kind of has he that role. He plays the FBI a lot. In, He's uh, in Zero Dark t- uh, 30. And Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of. That's a good pick. Okay, cool. That's a good pick. Uh, I went Steve Carell. Okay. Um, he's he's shown yeah. that he can flex his he, he can uh, do the dramatic roles. Stuff. Cool. The next one. Uh, okay. So I Rick I, did. I did not. I I couldn't find a picture honestly, of him. I couldn't either. So I I, I didn't put anybody. When I was looking on the IMDb of the McMillions, it just said Rick Dent, and I was yeah. trying to find. I think it's the McDonald's guy. Like in the beginning, he's like the, he represents oh, yeah. McDonald's, okay. and he's talking about okay, yeah. we have to get. Because I figured that they have to have a McDonald's rep the security. in this. Well, isn't that what Amy Murray yeah, is? Yeah, and she okay. is too. So. Yeah, so Rick Dent, I couldn't find it. I, I think I, this is a pretty good one. Uh, I picked Luke Hem- Hemsworth. He's the kind of more buff one, yeah. and he's in Westworld. I don't know if you can picture him if you want to look. But I'm uh, just trying to think of what Rick Dent. I he probably won't have a huge role yeah. in the movie, but uh, I just I tried to give us a little bit of uh, room to play with on this one. Um, so you, you didn't get one for Rick Dent? No. Okay, no worries. Um, our next one is also a McDonald's kind of rep lady. Um, that's Amy Murray. Um, I picked Florence Pugh on this one. Okay. This is another one where I it's went... It's Pugh, right? Pugh, yeah. Okay. I went way too old. Okay. Okay, because I went off looks. I went Car- On the documentary. Yeah. I went Caroline Rea. She's uh, the aunt in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I mean, the picture you're showing me is yeah. pretty good. yeah. I was like, thinking to myself, like, because they were all talking in the documentary how, like, she was kind of, like, the hot girl who came yeah. in on the documentary crew, and they yeah. were all, like, So they need younger, for sure. Right, so that's why I went right. Florence Pugh, yeah. and she's kind of blonde. Your so. list is going to win because you went for, like, what it, the actual movie should be, rather mm-hmm. versus I went, like... Who the Actual. fuck do they look like? <laughs> right, right. I got this into. This is why I'm not a casting director. I, I really like wanted to uh, this movie to win the Oscar here. Yeah, and it definitely will if it fucking goes my route. All right, uh, this next one is uh, one of the recruiters. It's uh, one of J- yeah. Jerry Jacobson's guys, if you will, and they uh, basically gave the pieces to other people. Um, that's Dwight Baker. I went. Uh, this is kind of. I just kind of threw this in there. I, they don't probably look alike, but. If you're thinking about it, they're gonna. It's gonna be in the moment, so they're probably gonna have to be younger than they actually are. Yeah. So I went with John Favreau. Okay, I see. Mine's a shoe in. Uh, okay. Again, if we were doing the documentary, John Goodman. Okay. He looks yeah, and yeah, sounds just like John Goodman. Bit, yeah, yeah. So that was my extra. That was my second easiest one. Okay. Then so you had that one from the from yeah, the get go. From, from the get go. Okay. The next one is um, Dwight Baker's foster son, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, George Chandler. Yeah, George Chandler. He, f- Dwight Baker, felt really bad about like bring him in, but at the him. same, but at the same time, he didn't feel bad. He gave him the yeah. fucking million. So, uh, George Chandler. I, I, I kind of this one it might be a little bit of a stretch, but it's a. Uh, Jer- I really like this actor. Period. So I think he could do it. Uh, Jeremy Strong from Succession. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, again, I went older. Okay. Um, but another really solid pick if we're just doing the documentary and cinema. Okay. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. Okay. Um, this one I think would be fucking perfect. Yeah. Honestly. And this one is This more, one I struggled with. This one, bit. this next one is a little more older for the documentary yeah. too, but I think it would be a fucking dope pick. Uh, that's AJ Glum. He was another recruiter and he... He didn't really he's feel too a, remorseful. Yeah, no, and he's just kind of a quirky. Right, he's just like he's entertaining. Right, he was cool. But, yeah. but uh, they asked him like, "Would you do it again?" And he's like, "Tomorrow." Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. um, I pick Ray Liotta. Uh, Ray Liotta's a good one. Okay, so originally I was like, "That's Stanley." Oh damn! With the mustache yeah, and everything, it was Stanley. Rip, rip, um, rip. But I went with Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. You're gonna you have to show I, me. I know the name. Yeah, I can't picture him in, though. Um, Argo, you remember? Argo? Okay. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Um, but I'm, like the, you're gonna have to show me a pic. I I can't picture him off the top of my head, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like a yeah, real funny, like, I, I like definitely comedic kind of guy. I could definitely see that. Put a for mustache sure. on him and throw a wig on him. I could definitely see yeah. that. All right, our next guy. Oh, this one I feel great about. Do you? Yes. Okay. This next one, he probably won't have a huge role, but no. he was the first one to actually be like interviewed from by yeah. these FBI people who kind of fronted as this documentary crew. Um, and that is Michael Hoover. Um, I, th- I feel pretty good about this one too. I went Paul Giamatti. Oh, uh, see, no, no, no. Yours is better. He's, he's going to be a small role. Right. Okay. So that, that's too big of a yes. role for that. So yeah. I went Jim O'Hare. Okay. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he's in parks and rec. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay. I so like he it. plays Jerry, uh, for those of you that watch Park and Rec. He's like a fool in the show. He always messes up. But Okay. This was fun. Yeah, that I was fucking, fun. I fucking love it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, you won because ju- I casted for the documentary instead of the movie. I'm just saying if they I think if they I take got my poor advice. instructions. I think I was sabotaged oh. from, from the prep work. <laughs> I'm just bullshit. saying if they, uh, if they take my advice. This could win a fucking Oscar. Yeah, it's also going to be a Might be the $900 biggest million dollar movie. <laughs> right. But, you know, fuck it. <laughs> fuck we're it. only in a recession. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, we're maybe heading to a depression. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they might want to chill on that. No, nah, but uh, that was fun. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch McMillions. Fascinating story. For McMillions, um, my guess would be that they're going to... The focus is going to be more so on Uncle for the Jerry movie, yeah, okay. and Columbo. And like so how they be, rig it rather than... The investigation and like okay. how they get caught okay. would be my guess. Yeah, I just I th- I, th- I feel like it's very compelling though the element of like the working class people who get fucked. Um, so there's that. I don't know. I if I had to choose, like being kind of a storyteller and a writer, if I had to absolutely choose, I mean, obviously Jerry Jacobson is going to be your main character, but then if, if I'm a if I like what will put asses in the seats is the mafia. So it's going to have to be about the mafia a little bit, but it's I mean, it's going to be hard. It would be hard to put all of these characters and make it a linear story for a movie. So they're going to have to decide what they want to do. But, um, I agree. I don't know. That's why I think if they have to pick one aspect, they're going to pick, it will definitely be more Jerry Jacobson and how they did it. But who directs the movie? I don't know. Putting you on the spot a little bit, but what, if you had to choose a director, 
if if I personally got yeah. to choose one, yeah, I think it'd be a great Adam McKay movie. I was thinking that too, honestly. But if they went that route, it would definitely have to be stylized as to like yeah. like a break off, and they explain yeah. how they're doing it. But that could work. It'd definitely be cool. If not McKay, I mean, you know who I want, but I just don't yeah, know Scorsese's if that would work. Not doing it, right? Um. Oh, what the hell's his name? This is gonna drive me nuts. The guy. What who, movie? He did the accountant. I think he just did the way back. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me. And he's. I mean, obviously, he's in with he, Ben Affleck. Yeah, so that they would, work together quite a bit. Um, pause briefly for our maybe our intern is our intern is researching right now. He's doing a terrible fucking job. I'm gonna fire him on fire, the spot. Fire him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so he did the way back in the account. I have I have yet Gavin to see O'Connor. the account. What is it? Gavin O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor. That seems wrong. Brandon's calling for So they're going to they're going to pay all of their star power and then they're going to get, you know, this this director that might not be as much. Or is he Gavin it, O'Connor's done some good stuff. He's done some maybe, good shit. Maybe not. He did Painting Glory, Warrior, Accountant. The way back. I have yet to see the account. Is it good? You know, I've heard it's really weird. Well, he produced the, or directed Miracle. Okay. Wow. Um, big sports movie guy then. Yeah, that's not who I was thinking of though. I can't think of the guy's name. Okay. I'm thinking of something else. Um, the accountant is. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's like it's Google hunting, but he turns into like an assassin. Huh. It's weird. Okay. This is gonna drive me nuts, but move on. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, we'll loop back to it. Um, okay, so that was our kind of fun segment. We're gonna kind of do, hopefully, do that every podcast moving forward. Like, just something fun that also ties into something going on at the time. Um, now we'll kind of move into our regularly regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we're gonna start with movies and TV. So uh, I talked about it before, but uh, some of what we're going to talk about today is about Corona. We have to talk about it. It's on everybody's minds. Uh, so a bunch of movies have been delayed due to coronavirus. Some ah, in- hold on. Sorry. No, he found it. <clears throat> yeah. I was thinking of uh, um, the guy who did uh, Gone Girl. Okay. And then he also directed uh, Seven, The Social uh, Social Network. Okay, so he has some power behind him. Yeah, David Fincher. Okay, that's who I would pick. He's he does like see the that. dark. Yeah, he does dark really I well. I can see that. You know, I'm all about the dark and gritty. Yeah, so I'm I'm about that. Okay, sorry. No, okay. you're good. You're Keep good. Going. Okay, so uh, let's let's get it back to uh, first of all. If you want to tell us who you guys think won the shit, you go. You know, you don't. Let, let's to. get it. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to uh, the movies that have been delayed due to coronavirus. Some of them include. No Time to Die, the James Bond movie, A Quiet Place Part 2, Peter Rabbit 2, all of you guys I know are super excited to see that, <laughs> Fast and Furious 9, which pushed back a whole fucking year, that's insane, uh, The Lovebirds, that's the uh, um, Issa Rae and the dude from the Eternals kind of love story comedy type thing, Mulan, The New Mutants again, will this movie ever come out, who knows, um, and then Black Widow finally... Uh, took the kind of they they followed the crowd and delayed it was inevitable i think um so a couple week or last weekend it might have been two weekends ago by the time i wrote this but uh 
the box office saw the lowest numbers in 20 years, which is insane. I'm pretty sure last week they did like $200,000. Yeah, that that's just it, that's hard to fathom. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so <clears throat> I could be wrong here. Um, since I wrote this, these could have been pushed back, but I haven't heard anything about them. That antebellum movie, the kind of weird horror one that Jordan Peele might be attached to, the animated Scooby Doo movie, Scoob, Artemis Fowl, which is a Disney movie, and I don't think I've heard anything for Wonder Woman 19, uh, 1984. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, those movies, I have those are all like kind of summer, spring releases. They have yet to announce uh, a pushback to the release dates. But New York and L.A. have shut down their movie theaters for this foreseeable future. So the, think the delays like, are coming. I think even AMC um, is shutting down all their theaters. Are they? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean... It's it's that that was bound to happen. Yeah. Um, so I also threw in kind of a more like serious kind of top uh, segment called the thinker. I think that could be cool moving forward too. And it's it's more about movies and their move to uh, video on demand and streaming. Uh, but we can save that for kind of to end the show. If that is that sound good with you? Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, this is kind of a little bit old news. But uh, Christian Bale, he has been confirmed to be the villain for the upcoming Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, does this confirm what we guessed on the last last podcast, or uh, did we want to see him as an ally to Thor? Did we both predict that he was going to be the villain? I think so. Okay. I, 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 I thought from the get-go he was going to be. Yeah. He's, just, he's just too big of a name to be a reoccurring yeah. person in the MCU. Um if I were to guess one character that I could see him being is Ares. He's kind of Thor, but a bad guy, if you will. Um, there's a group called the Dark Avengers, which I've kind of heard rumblings that they might move toward as a storyline. And uh, Ares is a Dark Avengers character. Um, whether he dies or whether he lives on to kind of form that group, I don't really know the comic book background of all that but uh that would be that would be cool to see do you have any predictions or no i have two though that i think would be cool so i did i did a little bit of internet research okay. here cool okay one is called the wrecker okay. um he eventually has like a group called uh the wrecking crew cool. um which i think would be cool to see like a team up villain movie sure. where they're like all going after thor right but so he's born in new york city okay um and then he like tries to i think he tries to do something to loki when loki like is like powerless okay um and in doing so he gets like this crowbar um (laughs) from asgard which makes him like able to go to asgard and like be fine okay Hmm. so that could be interesting right okay the other one that i think i'd rather see uh, is called korvac korvac he's from an alternate earth okay Okay, so think about like we've messed up the timeline, right? All of that, especially have- with the Disney Plus series coming and right. how low key could affect that, right? Okay, so in this alternate Earth, he's like a super like guru, like tech genius. Okay, okay, and so like his mind is like a computer almost, where hmm. he can like code or program himself to give himself like any power that like he needs. I like that. That's like, pretty fucking. That cool. could be kind of fucking cool, <laughs> right? That would be really cool. So you're picking that one. I, kinda, I think that would. I think I cool. might go to that pick too. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Um, 
So we talk about, I kind of hinted at my pick for this, but do you think he'll die or survive in this movie? Do we? Do you think we see him more than once, Christian Bale? I, I would guess he dies. I don't think he's in this for the long haul. I think so, too. I think so, too, for sure. Okay, that's Christian Bale Thor talk. Um, kind of, there really hasn't been, aside from the corona delays, the there hasn't been a, yeah. a ton of actual news. Uh, Steven Spielberg won't direct Indiana Jones 5. Instead, James Mangold, who did Ford vs. Rari, Logan, Walk the Line, he is in talks to direct the upcoming Indiana Jones movie. Um, I've never really been the biggest Indiana Jones fan. Uh, I don't know if I've even seen, like, original two or three. Four, Shane. I remember going to see four. We did see four you, together. The one with Shia LaBeouf. So I was just I thought it'd be funny to talk about that. Um, it's a terrible movie. Yeah, I just remember in the theater, like thinking this movie's not that great, and then it turns into Aliens, and I'm like, what the fuck we, is? We that really movie? got off the we're, we're, off the train. Was it like there. middle school or yeah? Would have been. High I think school? we were eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. Would have been crazy. Yeah, I love the Indiana Jones movies, um, except for the fourth one. They just absolutely butchered. Um, <laughs> I mean, Where do they go from it, though? I like, don't know. I don't like, know because I'm guessing Shia LaBeouf's probably not going to be in it. Or I would, is he? I would think not. I yeah. Mean, so you just act like that didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe. Like, now you've introduced aliens. You're going to go back. Like, <laughs> right. Now we're going to be in a new world where there's no it. Like right. Like and, I the, don't know. and the fact that James Mangold is will possibly more than likely direct this makes it feel more grounded and gritty. Right. I mean, it's going to be an action adventure movie. It's an Indiana Jones movie. But the fact that Mangold, uh, I'm thinking Logan here. Like it, yeah. it's gonna be. I don't want to say dark, but it's gonna be grounded. Um, so I, I think he ditches the aliens personally. So maybe they yeah, just totally retcon the yeah, exactly. The, like it never happened. The fourth one, which would be interesting. Um, would you go see this movie? I mean, yeah, I'll go see it. You'll go see I'll it. I'll go see it. I mean, I mean, with where man. the industry is at right now, who knows if he'll ever fucking see the daylight? But. Uh, that's that's it for movies. You got anything anything else? I don't think so. All right, let's let's keep it rolling to a little bit of music talk. Um, this one was crazy, uh, so I was really excited when I heard about this. Uh, Donald Glover, C- aka Childish Gambino, he seemingly dropped a new album, uh, a live stream of a co- of a collection of new songs appeared on a website early last Sunday. The website provided no track list, no titles to the tracks. Uh, it simply had uh, like w- what would be the art for the album cover, and uh, you could click play, and it was just a live stream. It was uh, on rotation of the album. I listened to a little bit of it. I, I, I didn't have time to sit there and actually listen to it all the way through. I caught little tidbits here and there. Um, the, the live stream has now stopped, which is really fucking annoying. I'll be honest, but it did have guest appearances by Ariana Grande, which I thought is super unique. I wouldn't have thought of that. And then 21 Savage and SZA. Um, another kind of weird thing. I've been seeing this on my Twitter timeline, a promoted tweet from Amazon music about childish Gambino has a gif of childish Gambino. And it says when Donald Glover drops an album mysteriously, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, uh, so that that kept popping up on my Twitter, a promoted tweet. So that leads me to believe that it will potentially either be exclusively on Amazon Music or they'll just get it first. I'm hoping it's the latter. Yeah, I would assume they get it first. Okay. 
Yeah. There's no way he's not going to put it on I would. I would think so. And if, if, if he just trolls everybody and it doesn't come on streaming, that would be the biggest fucking power move. Yeah. Um, so what did you get a chance to listen to any I of it? I didn't listen to any of yeah. it. I listened to it tidbits here and there. And honestly, from what I heard, it was fucking beautiful. It wasn't rap at all. Um, it was just like music, um, more so singing, but it had some trippy vibes. Um, I, I liked it. From what I heard, I really enjoyed it. So I'm really hoping it hits streaming services. And um, I, I I could see people loving this to the fact where it could be, you know, in talks of album of the year. That's a bold statement from hearing maybe 10 minutes of the whole thing. But um, Chatter Gambino is just that beloved. So I could see something like that happening. What, just prediction wise, what do you think that like when do you think it hits streaming service? If they're already like if it's already done, basically, I mean, you yeah. would think now's a great time to drop right. music. We drop ain't got it in shit the quarantine. to do. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I could even see it being like in the next couple weeks. Maybe. I mean, tomorrow is Friday. So, yeah. I mean, that's when albums are dropping nowadays. So uh, give it to us. Gambino. That'd yeah, be I mean, lit. So, all right, let's move on to uh, some actual album breakdowns. Um, have you been Have you been listening to these albums? I've listened to these two. Okay. Or well, two of these. Okay. Three, I think. Yeah, I I listen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk about first a written testimony by Jay Electronica. Um, essentially, a collaborative album with Jay Z. Jay Z was on almost every track. Yeah. Um, Can I just let me just walk you through this real quick. Yeah. Let's hear so, it. So. MLB The Show, which is like my favorite video game of all time, drop. Okay. So I've been playing that, and then I got a nice Bose um, soundbar for Christmas that okay. I've been like flexing on podcast through. And I was like, oh shit, like podcast is coming up. I need to listen to these albums. <laughs> so I like throw throw on the this album, and like halfway through, I'm like, has Jay Z been on every song? <laughs> right. I was like. And I look at the track list and I'm like, yeah. he's not even on he's here. Not on I'm it. like, what the fuck is happening? I kind of heard um, through the, like, I heard rumors that it was going to be kind of like back and forth, but I didn't know he'd be on every oh, song. It was every, every, yeah. it was everything. I think it was there crazy. might be like one song that he's not on, but uh, yeah, thought it was really cool. It, I, I kept uh, the, the, when I shared it to like, you know, friends and like my brother and cousins and stuff i was like i literally just sent the link and i said watch the throne too <laughs> one guy didn't get it he was like this is gonna suck kanye stuff has been shitty lately <laughs> oh, i'm just like i'm not even gonna reply <laughs> uh but yeah it, it was um okay so 10 years of hype j electronica um he got his name dropped in the kendrick control mm -hmm. uh verse which seems like it was so long ago He's kind of popped up with a few verses here and there. He was on Chance the Rapper's um, coloring book. I don't really. I He's been on really... a lot of Jay Z stuff. Okay, hasn't he? I don't really know. I he, I mean, he wasn't on four four four. Um, I don't know. Maybe on the production side, but either way, he's basically been in a cave, and um, so. It felt like that his debut album was going to become the next Detox. I think back, I think looking at his uh, artist profile on Apple Music, I think he has two singles from 2009. So it's literally been 10 years since he's actually dropped something. And he came out with this album collaboratively, if you will, it, with Jay-Z. But after hearing it, do you think it lives up to a 10-year fucking wait? 
I guess that leads us to the conversation. Did you like this album? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, real quick. So we're also gonna break down um, Royce the Five Nine right. album, which is a lot of songs. Yeah. It feels like if you're gonna give us like ten years of nothing, give us a lot of songs. Give us the Royce the Five Nine right. route rather right. than just giving us ten songs. And right. I think where there's like, is there two? It's like ten or twelve. Or I think or it's ten. Like yeah, it's ten. Okay. And a couple of them are. You know, pretty short yeah. or like one, just the a lot of The first one talking. is like a skit, yeah. So I would have preferred a few more songs. That said, the quality of the songs I thought were really, really good. Me too. He um just has such a unique voice, voice style. It seems like every time I ever hear him rap, it's there's some type of like Bible talk, uh-huh. like. Yeah. mixed into each verse yeah this was definitely like paying homage to like islam and being yeah. muslim i think that that was very prevalent on the album um i i don't know i really enjoy this album i, I don't know if i loved it um you know i i'm i am not like a j electronica f- like stan like i haven't been eagerly waiting for 10 years for him to drop this debut album you know, obviously, when he drops it, I'm gonna listen, and I I really liked it. Um, I think a lot of it is deeper. Um, once you really go back and listen to it, it, maybe those layers will peel back a little bit more. So maybe I think like what he's saying is deeper. Um, and maybe maybe it hit harder with uh you know Muslim people. Um, I don't know. I I thought it was a really good album. I thought the production was really stout and beautiful. Um, I thought the the lyricism was really good. It didn't really, to me, it really didn't have a cohesive story to tell. I I personally think Jay Z outshined oh, Jay yeah. Electronica on this. Um, I'll, and th- this is another conversation that I didn't really mean to bring up, but now we're talking about it, so I might as well. I don't know. I think Jay Z has gone up a couple notches on the all time list. He's doing this at fifty years old or fifty plus, whatever he is now. And man, he's doing it at a fucking elite level still. Every time he drops a verse, every time he drops a song or a collab, it's high level. It's must shit. listen to it, it. It really is, and it's not like it's. I wanted to loop in like Eminem a little bit here, so and I I, I hate to do this because I love Eminem, but it's just like the like. But I don't know. But okay, I see what you're about to say. Yeah. But I was saying defensive Eminem when he does just like a verse. Like when he's featured on something, I think he brings freaking bars, man. No, even one, recently, one hundred percent. Whereas, yes, Jay Z's last solo, like full album, was it blows Eminem's last three out of the right, water, right? But like verse for verse, Eminem is no he, Eminem definitely brings it on his guest features. I'm just, I don't know, man. Just the fact that like, but like. Jay-Z is beloved by all of the hip-hop community, whereas I know Eminem is so divisive. You either love, or, love him or hate him. But it's just everyone, everyone loves Jay-Z, and yeah. he's doing it. And I just I just don't know. Does, like, does he move up a notch or two on my all-time list? I have to think about it a little bit. Um, I really hope we get like a, a solo Jay-Z album. I don't know if it's this year, but you know, soon. That would be really cool because I'd like to see where he goes from 4 or 44, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, um, but we're in agreement that he shine, he outshined oh, Jay Electronica. He was this. fantastic. I thought, this. I thought, thought so too. That last I song, I thought Jay Electronica was great too, though. Don't get me wrong. Me too. I thought it was good. I mean, it definitely has potential to be a contender for what we're talking about in December. Yeah. Um, so we'll see there. But um, 
I don't know, that last song where he's like almost crying, it yeah. feels like. Jay-Z, man, that shit was fire. Um, I, yeah, there's a lot of like I will say the one with Travis Scott I really enjoyed. That when one they was brought good. in the like, <clears throat> when you could just tell like right. Travis Scott like did the beat or something. Yeah, like, for sure. My favorite song on the album is uh, The Shiny Suit Theory. I think that's the, that's the easiest to digest as a, like just a song. Um, the dreams on it. Uh, I love the beat. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy that song, and I like the fact that uh, Jay Electronica is saying like Diddy told me like I'm the mm-hmm. artist of the generation, but I gotta drop something to prove it. Like I, I like that. That that's what I, that's the type of shit that yeah. I like. So it was it was a good album. I, I, I'm fiending for more though. <laughs> I yeah. need more Jay Electronica now. Ten. Right, right, okay. So that is our break. I will say real quick. Do you have quick, a favorite song on there? Mine's the blinding, the one with. Oh, Travis, you just said Travis that. Yeah, sorry. Um, I will say. So remember, we we got the sevens, uh, the Montana sevens, where every album was seven songs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think ten is like a perfect length. The Wyoming sevens. Yes, that's why I was confused. Montana, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was like same Montana. Region, I was same region. <laughs> um, I think ten is a ten or twelve is the perfect length album. Right. Maybe not in this case. Yeah, if you're not gonna drop for ten years, like right. probably not. Right, but for like a rapper, that's every let's say two years. It seems like that's kind of what we're getting uh, from like the like the stars yeah. of hip hop. I think ten to twelve is a perfectly tight like right. album. I'm a fourteen guy. I love fourteen, but you know you're right. I I like something that like I can really dive into and it feels like a full length project. But I, I I'm saying ten to twelve though. Give us like full length songs, right? Don't give us the two the, one yeah, minute. We don't need a minute intro where you're just right. talking, right? You, this this is you know through and through how I feel. If it's a great story and a great album, I don't care how long or how lo- short it is. Kendrick Lamar can give me a I fifteen just, minute album, and it would probably be amazing. But no, I would prefer a <laughs> forty five to hour long album. album. I'm not calling. It's not a fucking album. It's not a full. It's, it's not a barely full an EP. That's fair. I think technically, I saw uh, on the Grammys that it has to be 15 minutes to be considered. So <laughs> agreed, <laughs> which would be pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, so there. That is our uh, written testimony breakdown. Let's keep it going on the music front. Um, this is probably the most popular of topics in the hip hop realm. Whether the quality is there, I'm willing to. Uh, <laughs> to discuss but uh eternal a take and love versus the world two by lil uzi vert dropped uh eternal a take earned the number one spot on the billboard chart this past week uh the younger generation and even you know the old hip-hop heads a lot of people seem to love this guy in general um did you listen to this album not a chance yeah i i i listened to it because we dough deeper on I the listen, scrubs I pod. To, to most of that yeah. yeah and my cousins loved it and i just i, listen, I don't see it i just don't see there it. there are certain musicians that it doesn't matter where they're at in their career i'll listen to like i'm very consistent in the people i listen to right. i don't add a bunch of people yeah um to my listening group yeah lucy vert will never be on that <laughs> list i just you can't have a do promise it, from me Brandon Ogden, the <laughs> Are You Entertained co-host, will never listen to a fucking Lil Uzi Vert yeah. album ever. It's Especially in full. <laughs> I may it was hard. Listen it was a waste a of an song. hour of my life. <laughs> I may sure. listen to a song. I may listen to two. 
<laughs> but I will never listen to a full fucking yeah. album. It it, pain, it pained me to do. I'll be honest. I, if I, I was in a car going down the highway and my buddy was listening to the full album, I would contemplate opening the door and unbuckling my seat. <laughs> uh, yeah. The pro- I don't know. Why? Like, so here's the question: Why do you think this music is so popular? I'm like, uh, so if you I listen, don't know. I don't know Trey. I I, I know. don't know. I really don't either. Because so, our country is stupid. <laughs> I hate to insult our listeners' intelligence if you listen to this album, but you're probably at a bar drinking during quarantine. Here's the thing. <laughs> that would be my the, guess. The, Everybody that's out on the Florida quarantine video right now. That yeah. was floating around you're on, on Twitter. You're on spring break drinking, having a great time during quarantine. Your favorite rapper is probably Lil Uzi. <laughs> if uh, I had to guess. Shots, shots are fired. If I love I it. If I had to guess. Shots are fired. I love it. So here's the thing. So we discussed this in further detail on the Scrubs podcast. Uh, so if you haven't heard that, go check it out. Um, but I, I I brought up the, the point. Do you... I tried to wrap my head around would I have liked this guy back when I was in high school because it felt like like I can I, assure you I wouldn't. <laughs> I can I, I I feel that, but it's just like he's the popular rapper at the time. He he's making that fun turn up music, which I was into back then. I it was more so like Young Money Not and me, Tyga Trey. and Wiz Khalifa back in that day. Guess who doesn't like either of those guys? Uh, me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Tyga back in the day was the shit, though. Like, Wiz Khalifa oh, was yeah. the shit. What, like two songs? Damn. Gunning. I, I, I liked uh, Careless World. I still bump that sometimes. But, he, like, I don't know. I just... he. I told I said on the Scrubs podcast that where I'm at in my life, I don't need this type of music. Like, I... like No one needs this type of music. Like, it's, it's fun turn-up music, but I would rather listen to a story or something that puts me... Like in my feelings or something that's introspective, like that's that's the music I I listen to nowadays. And maybe it's just like a, an age gap thing, but I just I can't get into it. And he's just so damn popular, man. He has fucking like eight million followers. He, my cousin was saying he had like four hundred million or maybe billion fucking streams on Spotify. It's just people fucking love this guy, and I I just don't get it. I I really don't, but. You know, I can't knock the popularity. I, I, I really can't. Um, I listened to this album, the 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 Eternal Take. I did not listen to the twelve fucking extra songs on the deluxe version. Whatever, couldn't do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just literally the whole time he's repeating the hook. He's talking about fucking bitches. He's talking about designer clothes and taking drugs. Literally, that's it. And he threw taking in taking drugs, doing drugs. He he literally threw in some alien like fucking skits on the back side of a couple songs to try and call it a story. No, get the fuck out of here. No, I, I can't do it. I'm sorry for our listeners who like Lose Vert. I just can't do it. But come at me on Twitter you if know you want to discuss Maybe let's the do Earth it. does need Corona. Maybe we, we oh, need no. A, oh no. Oh no. He's pulling a, the Thanos thing we out. We need a good plague. Oh fuck. You're trying to thin the herd, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll move on from that because i do want to get into this album because i really fucking enjoy this next one uh it's the allegory by royce the five nine um first of all did you like this album mm-hmm. okay you liked it so you, you already talked about how it was a little more lengthy um and that just kind of feels like a product of the streaming age but i think it worked i really do um and i'll tell you why i kind of want to talk about the theme um First, I mean, we'll we'll get into like our favorite songs and all that. But do you think, do you think this is a cohesive 
project do you think there is a specific theme that you can pinpoint? Um, yeah, I to me most of it is about a black man getting right. out of the hood. Um, right. I think it's I would I would equate this to woke black shit, and I love it. I like go on with yours, and I'll kind no, of talk ahead. about Keep mine. Going. You're good. Okay, so. It starts off with, um, I think it's Mr. Grace, the intro, um, and it, it's it's this black father talking to this young kid, I think he's six years old or something, and saying these really, if, you're, if we're being real, like these brutally honest things, mm-hmm. and you're like, damn, okay, this is setting the tone for this album, and then it goes into Royce rapping, and... Like it's it's just woke shit. It's I mean, Royce the Five Nine is an all time lyricist, straight up. Like he's he's potent with the bars. He can rap his ass off. He's proved that. Honestly, he has. I look back and I I am fucking ashamed of myself that I didn't include him in my uh, top fifty list when that thing was going around on Twitter. I missed Royce the Five Nine, and I'm damn ashamed that I did that. He definitely deserves a top. 50. Have you ever listened to? Uh the Bad Meets Evil EP that they did. Oh yeah, back not like, not the one when we were in high school, but like oh they had a one before that. Yeah, oh, I, I think guess so. I didn't even know that. I think they did. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's only like six songs or something. Okay, but and is it good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he he seriously is an all time lyricist. Like the dude can rap his ass off. But anyway, so I think it's more so for me that the fact that um, he lands the ship in this album. I had my gripes about um, Book of Ryan, his last album. It was a really good album, but I just it felt very open ended, and I wanted him to land the ship. With this album, I think he does land the ship. It's twenty two fucking songs. It's an hour and eight minutes. It's a long album, but he he lands the ship because the last song is called Hero. It's about his dad. Mm-hmm. So he, I, I the first song you get a father talking to his son. Mm-hmm. And it's about all this like woke shit, like be aware of all this corruption and bad shit in America. And he's saying to his dad, basically calling him his hero. So I feel like there's a theme there where this is basically Royce telling his son about all the things that he's experienced in America, all the things that he's dealt with, what to look out for in the music industry, what to look out for. Um, when it comes to cops, when it like Politics. shit like that. Politics. Yeah. I just feel like it's just woke shit, but it's Royce talking to his son as his dad talked to him and he wanted to show him love on that final track. So I think it comes full circle and that's why I personally think this is Royce's best album that I've heard. He's come out with a lot. So I, I can't speak for his olden like in yeah. back in the day in the nineties. But from what I've heard from him in the past, you know, so many four albums or so this is my favorite and i i really enjoy it and uh, my next question on the doc was do you think it has the legs to get there in december to be on a list and i think it does yeah. I, I think it has kind of the more not, not radio friendly but it has the more like songs that you can sing along to um so i i think it'll get there i really do i do too I do too. Okay. What so um I mean like I guess do you have any other thoughts on this? What what do you do you have anything else on the theme if you will? No, I I think you're right on the theme. Okay. Um So when the, I think about this out, I try I I compare it a lot to um 
book of Ryan. I think there's there's some definitely similarities for sure. Um, I just think he lands the ship in this I, one. I agree, but I also don't think he gives us anything as good as like Tabernacle. I think that's a fucking all time song. Yeah, and I love that. Song. I do too. Every time I listen to that song, I get goosebumps. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And so like. Like I don't think there's anything that meets that quality of that one individual song, but I think the collection of this album is better than the Book of Ryan. Right, right. But it's impressive. I mean, he he lyrically is is so so good. Right. Um, the the flows, like even the beats and stuff, I, I really really enjoyed. 100%. And you're right, there's themes there. It, it, I'm sure um, M had some type of influence in the well, album he was on the skit that yeah, one yeah. uh yeah which i thought was actually a, the a interlude really or like yeah. intriguing skit me too um i'm sure he had some type but it felt like it felt like an early eminem album where we got like all of these different types of like feels and and different types of stories through different eyes and different things right that made me really want that kind of impact <laughs> you know um right but right. like you could just tell the influence in from Eminem oh, for sure. in this album. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I also thought it was really cool how he put on Griselda. Yes. Um, I so I showed you the Griselda song with Eminem, yeah. and I don't know if you've gone to listen, listen to, to them. most of that. Yeah. Um, there's like it, it's like drug dealing rap, and it's mm. like it, I, I, it gets me fucking fired up. I am going on this podcast, and I want to hear a Griselda, Freddie Gibbs, and Pusha T collab. Yeah. That would be the ultimate drug dealing fucking song. Um, there's one song on, on that Griselda album that I fucking love. It gets me fired up. It's called Dr. Birds. I think it's fucking fire. But anyway, I love how Royce, the five nine put because they're with shady mm-hmm. and Eminem and King, failed King crooked King crooked's on there. Uh, he was a former slaughterhouse guy. Um, Eminem has failed twice to put on Griselda, mm-hmm. which, um, from the hip hop community, that was kind of one of their gripes on Eminem. But uh, Royce the Five Nine took it upon himself to put on West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and I think Benny the Butcher is on this as well. Um, but either way, Griselda is a force to be reckoned with. Um, you're going to hear them um, throughout hip hop moving forward. So I like the fact that they put them on. Do you have a favorite uh, song? I really top? enjoyed the one with King Crooked. King Crooked, okay. Oh, Tricked. Tricked. Yeah, so that one's more about like the hip-hop industry. Yeah. That one was good. My uh, clear-cut favorite is Overcomer with West Side Gun. I love West Side Gun's voice. The... Yeah. <laughs> um, and his, him calling out Yellow Wolf, I was like, God damn. Yeah, okay, I was going to ask you. He did didn't actually say Did what something it was happen? Um, I don't think it was I, public I just pulled up an happened. article. Royce and 5'9 have uh, been taking shots lately. Oh, I guess I didn't know that Yellow Wolf's no longer on the uh, label. No, he's not with Shady anymore. Um, uh, I I was watching a... Uh, yeah, he just said he did something that I felt was disrespectful. Right. It, this was on a genius clip. This yeah. it, That's probably what it's from. Uh, he was talking with Rob Markman uh, about that line, and he didn't specifically say what Yellow Wolf did, but he Royce said he was offended and he felt like it should be addressed, but he didn't want to publicly put him on. So he said it, and uh, he said Yellow Wolf texted him, and it is what it is, <laughs> basically. So it, it, publicly, we don't really know what happened, but, I mean, he called his ass out, so something must have happened. 
<clears throat> so that that's easily my favorite song. I, I really enjoy that. But the intro, I absolutely love the intro. Pendulum's a good one. Uh, there's I, just I was all of the skits. I thought all the skits, really, really powerful, good. powerful shit. Uh, there was the other one, um, Miss Grace, where she, uh, he's talking to the little girl. So you could you could talk you could say I'll be honest with you. I thought um, when I first heard the album, I thought that that. I, I guess I didn't pick up that the fact the name of the track was Miss Grace, but uh, I thought he was talking to the same kid as he was in the intro. But you, he could be talking to the the next generation, if you will. But um, I don't know. I really enjoy this album. I thought the theme was was great. I thought he landed the ship. Yes, it's a little bit long, but the lyricism is fucking outstanding. The features are really good. He even got Vince Staples. That was really cool. Um, I like this album. I like it a lot. I think it has the legs to get there in December potentially. So we'll 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 see. We'll see. Anything else? What what else do we have here? Uh, yeah. Anything else on Royce? No. I just a great album for sure. Top yeah. ten album of this year for no sure. Doubt in my mind. For sure. All right, and then a little bit of a preview. Uh, we have a new album dropping tomorrow that I've really been looking forward to, and that is the weekend's upcoming album, After Hours. Uh, he's dropped Blinding Lights and Heartless. He's also dropped the the title track, After Hours. That one hasn't got as much love, but uh, he just dropped the track list. Uh, no features unless they're hidden, but I'm really excited for this album. Uh, I think this is the first... Um, worldwide album that a lot of people are looking forward to during the quarantine. So it's going to get a lot of play. It's going to be huge, I think. What do you expect from this album? I don't know. I really don't know. It feels like he could go a lot of different right. ways. Right, especially with the visuals, yes. especially with the singles. It feels very like Las Vegas. But if you listen to the title track, that it's a little more slow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe we're gonna get a little bit of everything because um, with Heartless, it seems more like Starboy, Starboy yes. kind of, right? And I love Starboy, um, but I know a lot of people like Trilogy Weekend, which is a little more slow. Yeah. So th- it felt like that was more the the title yeah. track. I wonder after hours if we'll get a variety kind of like what we got with uh what was childish's last um uh awaken my love the one with redbone on it yeah yeah awaken my love i I feel like we're gonna get some like similar vibes to that type thing where uh, i to me personally i love the trilogy weekend like that's my favorite weekend right over um starboy so i would love for him to just lower beats like really bust out the pipes, like right. give us that type of stuff. But he, he's like, he's really on this creative movement where I, I, I feel like we're going to get more star starboard. It's more hip hop influenced. Yes. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I, I, I really love like the, the dark sexual vibes when it comes to the weekend. Like I fucking love that. Uh, I think I, when I, when I say that, I say, I think more like beauty behind the madness. Um, but I again, I love Starboy. Um, I think he can mesh those two, and it would be beautiful yeah. and perfect. Um, but yeah, the trilogy is what put everybody onto the weekend. So I, I I would appreciate that too. I just I he hasn't dropped an album in, a, in quite a while, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. I hope it lives up. Um, if the if there are features and they are hidden, what do you think they will be? And what I guess what do you hope for? Drake. I, I know that's the it's clear cut. 
Would you rather see that on a Weekend album or a Drake album, though? Weekend. You would? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want, like, singy Drake? I think he could. I think he could. Oh, he could. There? He could definitely go toe to toe singing yeah. wise with oh, yeah, the weekend. But, but I just want to see him squash their beef. Yeah, one hundred percent. I do too. I'm um, trying to think of who else I would want on like a feature. Childish would be actually kind of a cool. That'd be cool. I was gonna say maybe Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. I mean, they kind of have different vibes when it comes to R and B, but it could be a cool contrast. What about JT, JT. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would fit that mold of like that that Vegas uppity kind of JT. Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think of like a rapper that might hop on that would be good because uh, Metro Boomin produced Heartless and it felt like he kind of had more on the album. I, I can't confirm yeah. that, but it just felt like he had a bigger role than just Heartless, and that leads me to think it's going to be more hippy hoppy. Um, I don't know. I, I I hope it's not like trappy, honestly, but <clears throat> we'll see. I I'm really looking forward to it. I Drops do. tonight, tomorrow, so uh, we'll we'll probably break that down on the next podcast. All right. Anything uh, else on the music front? Well, I don't think so. All right. Let's uh let's move into some sports. Oh, real quick. Yeah, did yeah. You, what's up? Did you see the Gal Gadot like Imagine video? I I saw it going around. I didn't actually take the time to listen to it. Okay. Did you is watch- it cringe or is it good? I, I saw Barstool. Did you watch the it. Barstool one? I didn't. I saw they did oh, it. But you have to watch it, dude. <laughs> is it funny? I watched it like three times today. <laughs> it is PFTs on the toilet singing. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, dude! It is so 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 funny. Yeah, they're they're fun. They're hilarious. Shout out to Barstool. If you want to collab, we're here. Let's yeah. get this bread. Um, yeah, I'll have to go check that. I saw I saw it, but. I didn't know if it was cringe. Or I didn't not watch the Gal Gadot one. Right, I, I'll right. be honest, but the other one, the Barstool one's fucking hilarious. Yeah, cool. All right, let's get into a little bit of sports. Uh, not a lot to break. Not down. a lot to break down. I mean, the, the which big, is depressing. This is my right. favorite time of the year. Right. I take this Thursday. I take this Friday off right. every year and sit there for twelve hours, watch games. Right. Like go to bed, wake up six hours later. They right. do it all over. We again. would be in the middle of March Madness yeah. right now, and it's fucking it's sad. It really is. So, I mean, that's the biggest news is uh, basically everything has been either canceled or postponed due to coronavirus. Um, I guess how are you surviving without sports? I know you're you're. I mean, I love sports, but like you fucking love sports. So, I, how it must be hurting? It's tough, <laughs> right? It's tough. Um, I mean, they're fucking showing like. Eight, ten championship games from back in twenty fifteen. Yeah, I don't. Like, I no. hate watching reruns. Right, like, it's not. Worth if I know it. the outcome, like there's no point in me watching this. Or like old basketball, like eighties and nineties basketball is just unwatchable to me. So <laughs> I'm not watching that. Yeah. So I've basically. They've been playing thirty for thirties. That yeah, I've seen all of them. Yeah, um, I have. I've heard- been watching a lot of the NFL free agency stuff on NFL Network, right. and there's a big tidbit that we'll get to, but. Um, but really, like, instead of watching sports, I've either been playing MLB The Show, which is a fix at you least. You need to get Call of Duty, brother. That's not going to solve my sports fix. Ah, fair. Uh, I mean, it has that adrenaline rush, I'm telling mm, you. Yeah, that's okay. Um, or, <laughs> no like, love. we've been in some, like, we've had some elections and stuff. That right. always gets me through. But it's it's slim out here. Right. It, it, it sucks. Literally everything. Uh. Literally everything has gotten canceled or pushed. The Kentucky fucking Derby. Yeah. First time since World War II. Insane. Only thing that hasn't is the Olympics. And right. It's a matter it of time. To, it has to. It's it, in Japan. It has to. Um, 
yeah, so uh, I was going to say something, but I forgot. I don't know. It'll come back to me. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what I was going to say. Um, somebody came up to me, and I don't know if they just thought of this or if it's actual rumblings of this happening. But uh, are they thinking about moving up the Bulls documentary because of all this shit? The Twitter's been asking. Oh, okay. So that's what it is. It's a popular thing on Twitter. But okay. I would doubt it. Right. I, I mean, it would be fucking nice. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it. The, what blows my mind is they promoted this like last Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking done. It has to be. You would think. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Know. If though. it was done, I feel like ESPN would do it. You think? Because they ain't got shit for programming right, right. now. Right. Right. I mean, it's a, it's going to be a ten part documentary. It's going to coincide on ABC, yeah. so it's going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, is that a is that a crazy marketing ploy if they bumped it up? I mean, would that kill them? No, right? I don't know why. They got shit else to put on. <laughs> right? I don't know why they wouldn't if it is done. But I am looking forward to that. That'll be awesome. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right. So I guess the next biggest news in sports is Tom Brady. Sure uh, is. He announced that he will not be returning to the Patriots, and then a couple days later, he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's fucking weird to say. I feel like it's going to be weird as hell to see him in that jersey. Do you think it'll be a good fit? Real quick, though. Did you see um, – you've seen the town. Yeah. Um, oh, I did see did that. Did you see that? I did see that. <laughs> that shit was so funny. You come Get see that. me in Florida. You come see me in Florida. Uh, anyway, you, uh, me, and Shine fucking <laughs> play in house. <laughs> so funny. It was funny. I saw um, that. I, now, what was your question? Do you think it'll be a good fit? Do I think it'll be a good fit? Yeah, they have a t- they have two really good receivers, a good tight end. I think they'll probably get um, a pretty decent running back here in free agency. Todd Gurley is that what you're alluding to? Um, Todd Gurley or because he or just got released by Melvin the Rams. Gordon. Okay. Uh, the Chargers. They might be competing then their, if they get all that. Their offense is really good. They had a really good run defense last year, uh, but they have good picks in the draft. Like, I, I they think could it could be, work. They could be building and making yeah, something. They got Bruce Arians as the head coach. He's an offensive guru. Um, Let me ask you this. So I'm trying to get in, inside the mind of Tom Brady. What compels you? I mean, it's not a great team. I mean, we, we can yeah. be honest. It has some pieces. But is it a, like a weather factor? Is it the fact no. that Tampa Bay? I think Bay, it was a lack of options. I think it was between them or the Chargers. I don't think many teams really wanted to sign him. Right. Because of the whole, like, you'll probably get him for a year, maybe two, and then like that whole 45. thing. Yeah, right. 42, right. 43, whatever And it is. Adam Schefter pointed out the fact that uh, the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa Bay and no host team has ever won. Or that would played, be, I think. Or even played. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to highly doubt that that took into account of his decision, yeah, no, but that, yeah, that, but that I mean that would be cool. I I just I don't know. I it's just gonna be so weird to see him in a Bucks uniform. It will be. Those are ugly ass uniforms too. <laughs> right, but uh, I mean, do you think he'll bring? Do you think that he'll bring him back? So you talked about if you think it'll be a good fit. Do you think they'll actually like win? Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll make the playoffs. Okay. I don't so think they immediately become contenders. a Super Bowl or a, a I mean, they team. were like a game or two away from making the playoffs last year. So, okay. like, they had a lot of good pieces. It was just Jameis couldn't stop throwing interceptions. Right. You know, Brady's right. not going to do that. And did so. they drop him? Yeah. Okay. He's a free agent. Okay. So, we'll, who do you think will pick him up? I mean, no idea. Will he be a backup, do you think, or will he go no start idea. somewhere? I have no idea. All right. Brand. There's not many starting jobs. Right. Open. Right. 
Very Panthers are dropping Cam, so he can maybe go to Carolina. Right. Well, they got Teddy Bridgewater, though, right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. the Probably Chargers, not. but they said that they want to go with Tyrod. Okay. Like, I, there's just not many right. starting jobs out there right. for him. Hate to see it. Patriots. Got to eat a W. <laughs> can be eating a lot of things. <laughs> All right. Uh, just some other NFL offseason moves. We talked about Todd Gurley. Uh, is there any others that you want to bring to the forefront? I don't think there's been any, like, big, huge shocking. Right. As far as, like, Ravens got a uh, – what's Calais his name? Campbell. Yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah, right. They've gotten – That was a shitty if, – if I'm a Jags fan, god damn. They get, we traded a fifth round draft pick for him, yeah. and he's a Pro Bowler, right? Yeah, he's a stud. So I mean, he does get. Does he get injured? Is that kind of no? Okay, no. he's older. Cam, he's only got one year. You butthurt, brother? No, he <laughs> tries to spin everything into a positive. So he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, damn, you hate to see it. Uh, all right, Cam, hey, I hey, hope hey. you're listening. Shout I meant out that shit. <laughs> Shout out. It's all love. It's all love, Cam. Uh, anything else sport-related that you want to talk about? I mean, there's not going nothing going on. There's, there's nothing. Rip. Rip to everything. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> okay, so um, we have a little bit more time. This has been, I think, a fairly good, well-paced pod. Um, the th- I'm calling this, the, this segment The Thinker, and maybe we can make this a reoccurring segment, too. Um and this is going back to movies, but I really want to discuss this because I think it opens up a bigger conversation. Um, so Universal Studios will release The Invisible Man, which got great reviews and I think did numbers at the box office in its time. We say that like, <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago. And The Hunt, which I don't think got good reviews, on demand this week for 20 bucks because of the coronavirus and because people need shit to watch during the quarantine. Uh, Trolls World Tour, which I don't believe has uh, even hit theaters, will also hit uh, VOD, Video On Demand, on its theater date, theater release date of April 10th. That's a pretty big power move. Um, Birds of Prey, which was recently in theaters. Bloodshot, which I maybe just hit theaters with Vin Diesel. And even Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, they're all dropping early on VOD due to this coronavirus. Um, this is this is crazy. I mean, it opens up the door for so many things. It also begs the question of, will this be the downfall of theaters and the theater-going theater experience? Another big thing I've been seeing on Twitter is, what will Black Widow do? They have Disney Plus at its disposal, but is it too big of a movie to premiere on a Disney Plus? That whole argument. And then I really want to talk... First, we can talk about those, but then really what I want to get into the nitty-gritty is if this is successful and if people buy these and if people watch these, could this be the end of theatrical releases? I mean, we're getting all these streaming services that um, are owned by these bigger umbrella companies. Do you think that if it's successful, will they just start going to video on demand? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy thought, but I think it's here and we have to talk about it. The thinker. What do you think? So first of all, like let's just start with the the Universal Studios end of it. The the twenty bucks for these uh these these movies. And when I say on demand, it, it means like renting, buying, or getting it on a movies anywhere or a voodoo. So right. it's not it, it wouldn't be for on like a Netflix, right. if you will, yet. So you would either buy or rent it or have a streaming 
mm-hmm. version of it. What do you think on that front? <clears throat> I think it's a great idea. I think if during the quarantine, during you think the it's quarantine. a great idea? Okay. okay. During the quarantine. Because right. there's a difference. Yes. If it's, okay. During the quarantine, I think it's a great idea. From a bigger, like from the bigger picture, right? Let's let's start out wide, and then we can, <laughs> okay, then we can come in. Um, I don't think it's the end of theaters. Like you might see, obviously, I think some of the smaller, more independent theaters for us, like a Fleur, right? They might be done. They, I mean, just financially, I just don't know how you go three or four months without selling a ticket. How you, you can stay in business, right? But like AMC, once this thing's figured out. Like the blockbuster and the blockbuster experience, I think, is always going to be there. So think of like Marvel. There's just something about it from a mover going experience of sitting in that theater with the sound, with the elements, with the rest of the fans. Right. It's a community experience. Right. Like there's just nothing better than the sounds when you see a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then you get the dun, right. dun, like. Just the experience with everybody, right. the clapping, the cheering, whatever it is, like that experience on big blockbuster movies will never go away. Right. Um, to me, I don't think. Um, some of these smaller budgeted movies, I could see going to streaming. I could see going to, we put it on here and you can watch it for five bucks or something like that. Right. But Fast and the Furious is not going to just be dumped onto whatever streaming service. Like, that's how these companies make the majority of their money are right. these big mm. box office type hits. So if you just put them on streaming, there's not enough subscriptions in the world yeah. that will make you as much money as you could get after putting out three Marvel movies. Right. I there's parts I agree and parts I disagree. I I so I I equate the the argument of the big budgeted blockbuster movies putting on streaming i think of like and whether you love or hate it a lot of people hate it but like let's talk about like a bright on netflix the will smith one with like the magic and the orgs and weird shit uh that couldn't have been cheap to make 100 percent. but they straight up they straight up put it on netflix you don't have to actually pay for it even even a uh, big time adolescence I mean, it's not as big like a blockbustery type movie, but it's just straight on Hulu. I I don't know. I could see a time where these just go to streaming. Now, I think theaters, if they want to stay alive, I think maybe maybe you show the Black Widows if if, if the if the quarantine wasn't. Here's the thing. I, I'm cool. I'm cool during the current quarantine. If you want to put these big movies on these streaming services, um, people need shit to do and stuff to watch i get it but trying to for somebody trying to break into the movie industry uh i just i don't know i i want i love the movie going uh, experience like you said it it's a community experience um even with the smaller budgeted movies i i love going to the theater and watching a movie a compelling movie on the big screen i hope it does not go away um i think the theaters need to find a unique way like a movie pass. Now, movie pass died and Very their quickly. business model was not sustainable. But they the movie industry, the movie theater industry needs to find a way to pivot and adapt. Um But don't you think AMC's AMC has done that with uh you pay I forget however yeah, much and you get whatever three and you movies get three. a week or whatever. I'm and you get I'm thinking, perks and you get deals. I th- I think 
the stubs or whatever it's called. Yeah, but I, a- like AMC I th- stubs. Yeah, or I think that's been a really big move for AMC. I think yeah. a lot of people take no, advantage of that. I think that's just the start of it. I'm talking more like I don't. I don't even know what to propose here, but this is just kind of spitballing. And I don't even know if it would be a good idea, but just like. What if AMC, and I don't know how they would be able to get the rights or anything, but maybe they have a way, if you pay something, that you can watch it at home too. I, I but but be like that, their own streaming service, right? But I, but at, uh, that really defeats my argument yeah. of the movie going experience. I just they they need to find a way to adapt a little bit because it like this is this is fucking easy they could easily put the like i'm talking about more so when like um peacock drops the nbc universal app when paramount eventually comes out with their own streaming service when uh hbo max that's warner brothers when these things drop i mean they could easily and i don't know how like the money uh, reasonings behind it because you did bring up a good point of the big fucking budgeted blockbuster movies. It would be hard to equate that to subscribers, but in terms of just like a like the easy the easy route, they could easily just say fuck it, we're dropping it. I I don't know. I I hope it doesn't happen, but I could Here, see it happening. Okay, here's a question for you though. Do you think with everything going on with quarantine with being on lockdown? Do you think that's going to give people a better appreciation for things like movie theaters? That f- fair point. I mean, when we get out of this shit, hopefully soon, I think people will definitely want to go do stuff. I mean, I know I will. I I want to, yeah. I mean, not a lot of great movies are out right now, right. but if they were, I would definitely want to go see them. Like, um, I think there's something about the community aspect right. of... And I think you'll definitely see that after this thing. You know, I mean, yeah. people will want to go do stuff. Right. And that's what I mean. I, right. I think movie theaters could almost make a little comeback here. Yeah. Um, Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. So, I, I, and I also like just a different angle here from like Black Widow. A lot of people have been talking about... They They're going to Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. And like, here's the hard part for Marvel there's stuff in Black Widow that's going to tie into the MCU at some point. We don't know how. Right. But it more than likely is probably going to link into one of the Disney Plus TV series that we're going to get. Right. Okay, well, now we're starting to fuck up the timeline where you probably need Black Widow to come first. Oh, 100%. So, like, are you pushing the shows back? Right. How, here's right. The, it's yeah, fucked. Yeah, it, it's I crazy. feel bad for him. Yeah. yeah. So here's a question. What would be the like max price that you would not buy Black Widow if they dropped it on something and they're like you can watch it, you can rent it for twenty bucks? Like what's the what's the dollar amount that you would pay to watch Black Widow or maybe the dollar price you wouldn't pay? Okay, uh, so I let's mean, let me start. Would you pay fifty bucks to watch it? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Fuck. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I'm I would, not. I would. You would. I would. Okay. Well, you do it, and I'll come watch. It. I'll pay. <laughs> I'll pay twenty five. <laughs> I don't know. I like if it were like the. I think term, I would almost be willing to pay like seventy five, a hundred. Wow. And like so, at that point, you own the movie, though, right? But well, I mean, I would assume. I, right. I mean, yeah. a f- fucking seventy five dollar payment, a one time watch, yeah. that and fuck, then maybe it just lot. stays on your Disney Plus or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it would work, but yeah, I don't know. It if if you're buying the movie and like having it to where you can watch it unlimitedly, maybe. I mean, the thing is though, it's going to be on Disney Plus. At some, some well, point. right, right. 
so I don't know. The thing is, like, I'm not just I'm just really not that like I'll go see it. Not it'll be good, I'm sure. I'm just not that like if it were the Eternals, where I'm like really intrigued and like I I it's I I I like the the reasoning behind like watching like a new group of heroes. I would be uh, more. See, I'm just so thirsty for some Marvel, man. Yeah, I mean, me uh, too. I'd I pay hundred bucks. I would. I don't know, dude. That's a lot. I like. No, I, Fast I, and would, Furious, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay, pay ninety nine cents. <laughs> I wouldn't pay like fifty dollars to see the Eternals, but I would be more inclined to pay something to go to see that movie on VOD, whereas I would Black Widow. I don't know. It's just it's it's really hard. It's going to be a hard business model for Hollywood. In, yeah, general, in general, moving forward. Well, they already have the fucking writer's strike going on and, and different things like that, too. Right. So It's it's crazy, man. Um, I mean, these summer movies are more than likely going to get pushed to the fall, but then what happens to the winter movies? Do they get pushed to 2021? Yeah. What happens to the Oscars? What happened? Yeah, exactly. Bad I mean, Boys for Life going in <laughs> Oscars, baby. <laughs> right. Actually, it would probably be the Invisible Man. Invisible Man wins every category. <laughs> that be that would be crazy. And then runner up is Big Time Adolescence. The way back. <laughs> the way back. Yeah. No. Uh, it's crazy. I don't have an answer for it, but like I like like the the title of this segment suggests, it's quite the thinker. Um, I hope it does not happen, but I definitely could see something like this affecting the movie theater experience. Here we go. Here's 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 the question. How much would you pay? Oh God! If quarantine happened, what almost a year ago, and it was uh, Irishman, you're gonna say this, aren't you? Uh, I was gonna say uh, Endgame. Oh, Endgame. Okay, that would make more sense because it was yeah. on Netflix anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> how much would you have paid to watch Endgame? Fuck, that's tough. I mean, I would be more inclined to pay something. Than I would right. That's widow. what I mean for Endgame. Man, just I don't specifically know. Endgame. Hundred dollars though. That's a or lot. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, yeah. or not Force Awakens, but Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Actually, let's do no. Let's do Force Awakens because that's the first one. Right. So we have no idea what it's right. Be. I would pay some money to see that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's just some movies that. Yeah, I don't. I'd be willing to pay for. You but said then there's seventy five though. That's a lot, bro. We got bro. shit to do. <laughs> I can only watch The Office 20,000 times uh, right. before I'm like... I, I can put you on to some shows, brother. I, I just don't want to commit to all that. No, nah, yeah, man. That's tough. We're living in tough times. It yeah. sucks. It's crazy. I don't have the answers. I just have the questions, and we talk about them. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have anything else, my friend? Is that a no? He's yawning. I've been sleeping well the last few nights. Um, oh, fuck, he has he has it. <laughs> We're practicing social distancing we here. Are. He's on the whole other side of the wall. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Trey's basement. He's upstairs. <laughs> We're we're calling in. Um, no, I don't. I don't think I. I have anything else. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's something I wanted to talk about, but it's not coming to me at the moment. So right, I'll take Just, that as no. Stay safe out there. I can say it because there I actually go. mean it. I was, you, you I, was, I was gonna bring it back just for this episode because well, of COVID, but well, you still can. It's okay. Nope. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy out there. Stay safe. Be uh, practice healthy fucking habits. All that. Uh, I am Trey Alessio, the dawn of entertainment. Oh, real quick, yeah. Sorry. And your brain in the constant area. What's up for the listeners? Yeah. Take care of yourself mentally. Go outside. Go for a walk. 
you know, within, you know, regulations. Don't be doing dumb shit, but like going to Florida on spring break. <laughs> but take care of yourself mentally. This is a tough time for everybody. Um, if you're lonely, call somebody. Call your friends. Call your parents. Call your grandparents. Whatever it is. Check on your strong yes. friend. Che- check That's in a Royce on, song. There you go. Check in on people. Um, take care of people. Uh, this isn't the easiest time for people mentally. So really take care of yourself ment- from a mental standpoint during all of this. Uh, I retweet everything Brandon just said there. But not to be this guy, but just like... What if what if we go into what uh, San Francisco is going into with the uh, what is it called the shelter the uh, home and shelter Yeah, it's fucking crazy man it is crazy like, scary times uh, for me it's more so like the economic repercussions like that's scary too um, you know just pray out there like that we get out of this man it's it's crazy so hopefully this passes soon. And we'll be back to normal, and we'll be able to enjoy the things that we like to enjoy. So, can I can I say it, or do you guys say it? You say it. All right. Well, again, Trey Lesio, Brandon Ogden. This is Are You Entertained? Thanks for sticking with us. Hopefully, uh, we uh, took your mind off the craziness for a little bit. And um, I, I, this is where I say it, right? Yep. Stay safe. Let's get it.